With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. All of this stuff, just thoughts off the noggin about all of that. Yeah, I'm anxious. Wow, I need to take a sip of tea. Okay. People would think I'm crazy if I showed them this side of me, I swear. No, that's exactly what I'm here to talk about today. Okay, I need to focus. Social media, wow, what a topic. This is a lot to unpack today. What's up and welcome back to another Coffee Talk podcast episode. For today, I want to start a new trend with you guys if you're down to do it with me. This will not be like an all Coffee Talk thing. This is just going to be like an every now and then, spur of the moment, I want to do a, I'm going to call it Mask Off Monday, where we're going to put on face masks, or at least I'm going to put on a face mask and take the metaphorical mask off by not hiding behind research or my own little write-up of something to talk about and instead just speak to you right off the cuff. You know, right, where, what is that saying? Where did that even come from? Now I'm curious. Off the cuff meaning not prepared in advance, spontaneous, informal, off the cuff remarks. Yeah, that was pretty fitting. 10 points. You might also know that it stems from a pre 20th century practice of performers jotting lines on their shirt cuffs that provided discrete white spaces for perfunctuary notes. So it's like reading off the cuff of your sleeve. Ah, not prepared in advance. Cool. Yeah. So we're going to be talking off the cuff today, mask off, mask on, a little self care. And I want to talk about social media. Today's video actually comes in as a request. This is from Sophia saying, hi, Kaylin, I'm Sophia, a longtime viewer. I was wondering if you could make a coffee talk about social media. I've been off Instagram for a few months now and I feel completely different, honestly. It's so crazy how addicted I used to be and how it affected me mentally. Worrying about pictures, what people will think of me, portraying an identity, etc. I know you said you watched The Social Dilemma as well, so I'd love to hear your thoughts. And that's what I'm gonna give you today, is my thoughts unprepared, off the cuff. So before we dive in, I'm doing a bit of self-care while we have today's chat. I'm putting on this face mask. This is the Body Shop Himalayan Charcoal Purifying Glow Mask. And I would like to be purifyingly glowing, so... Oh my god, this is like a mud muddy one. It's my first time using this one. <laughs> wow, this is lush. Okay, let's dive in. Social media has become kind of just like this force to be reckoned with, you know? It's, in my opinion, not necessarily a good thing or a bad thing. It just is. Like, this thing exists and there's times where I've wanted to and I've seen other people like demonize it. There's times where obviously we've all kind of like overvalued it in a sense where we look to it for too much. Like we look to Instagram to fill certain parts of ourselves or 
certain validations that we feel we need or just like to share with the world what we're doing when maybe we don't always necessarily need to be doing that. Again though, is that a bad thing? In my opinion, no. It's all about balance, which I guess is going to be the ultimate theme here is how can we balance social media in our lives? Social media isn't going anywhere and I've I have been tempted, let me tell you, by these people that obviously decide to just go social media free. And Sophia, it sounds like you've also done the same thing, that you've just like gone off Instagram, stole your life back in a sense, and I am in awe. Like, I'm inspired because I dream of that sometimes. At the same time, I also dance with this idea that social media really isn't going anywhere and realistically as much as I can pin social media as the reason to certain problems like let's say no not even let's say like this is the ultimate truth I've been going off lately on just the whole idea of how I can be my most authentic self online while also having to accept the truth that if people don't like me, then I wouldn't have my job anymore. Like my job and how I got to where I am today has relied a lot on being the type of person or filling the type of role that people wanted of me online or that I kind of created for myself online and put it myself in a box in a sense. Wow, I feel like I'm tangenting, but bear with me here. This is going somewhere. I had to weigh the actual value of people's approval of me because that's ultimately how I was paying my bills with also not feeling like I wanted to just be a version of myself that the internet asked for or that I felt the internet needed in order to pay my bills. Does that make sense? Like I have been online now since 2012. Like that's ultimately when I started my channel. Oh boy, we have droplings. I have dropped a mask on the shirt. The sweater is tie dye so like I can rub it in and make it work, but I'd rather not have poopy tie dye. Where was I? I've been on social media since 2012 and I feel if I am, if my memory serves me correct, this might just be when I got on Instagram, but that was when I started posting to Instagram, like created an Instagram account. I created my Twitter in 2009, which it is crazy to me that 2009 feels like ages ago. Like 2009 officially feels prehistoric and that is a crazy thought. Not literally prehistoric, but in the sense of like 2009, being obsessed with Twilight and just being on Twitter. Like I got Twitter just to follow updates on the Twilight movies. That was the truth of my Twitter existence coming into fruition. So I've been here for a while. And throughout that time, like I followed trends. I had some, some hit videos, if you want to even call them that, that garnered me a lot of subscribers in a short amount of time. And I got, in a sense, I got really lucky. Like I worked hard. I mean, truly I had, lived, eat, breathe content creation. I've done that since before I even ever made YouTube videos. Like I've been doing that since I could use the family handheld camera. But the problem was, and the problem can be with social media is that much again, like Sophia said, we start to portray this identity of who we are. And that's not, again, a bad thing. It's just showing a certain version of yourself to the world. But in my case, the part that got really difficult with that is when you present yourself as a certain identity to the world, you gain a following. <laughs> then when your identity shifts and changes as you shift, change, and grow, that following might not still identify with you. And then there's that, that tug, or for me, I felt this pull between 
I kind of have this option here to keep growing and keep moving on from this girl that I used to be or I can keep holding on to her, keep trying to repeat the same things that she's done that's worked for her and try to get the same outcomes because I think that's what social media wants for me. That sounds crazy because social media doesn't want anything for me, but yeah, I guess that kind of just goes to show you like it's, we're dealing with something we've never dealt with before here. You know, our brains literally cannot catch up or fathom this. Like I can't tell you the amount of times I've unpacked this with my therapist, this idea where I'm like, help me like I want to be more authentic and she has to check me and be like you're dealing with your deeply human instincts being triggered by this machine in a way like in this sense of connection on overload but also in a completely new and different way and in a very dry and cut way in the sense that you can meet people or not even meet people but you can just see people and not even their real names saying crazy things to build like true and honest friendships or keep in touch with people over long distances or periods of time so there's this this war between wanting to hold on to the good things about it needing to be honest about the truth about it and also needing to put up boundaries with the potential cons about social media and that takes again as per usual with most things that require you to like step up and grow in your life it takes that self-reflection and that self-awareness to be honest with yourself especially in this also new and interesting time with social media where we've given so much power to the individual that it almost is like everybody is able to create something now and that to me i think is one of the biggest blessings that will come and continue to come with things like social media is that individual people are able to have and create their own platforms. If you're on social media, it's hard not to get addicted to it because if you just back away and like depersonalize it and look at it just from the viewpoint of your brain, you are able to scroll your finger and intake so much information and for one we could unpack here what kind of information you're taking in and what that could be doing or, or is doing to us on a conscious and subconscious level so why it is so important to follow and to be very picky about what you choose to consume on your phone there's also the double whammy of you can post something and you can feel that super heightened sense of like brain reward by seeing people or more than that strangers that you don't even know like yes you can have your friends and your family like show you love on your instagram but then when you get strangers on there being like yeah girl like get it you're like i'm pumped like i feel like i could conquer the world problem that can come from that is then that becomes your sense of feeling fulfilled, feeling confident in yourself, feeling accepted, feeling like you're part of something or like people love you and adore you, or especially if you don't love and adore yourself, if you don't accept yourself, thus creates this vicious cycle of maybe constantly needing to post or feeling this urgency to post to be like, look at what I'm doing with my life. Like, look at what, look at the clothes I'm wearing. Like, look at the food I'm eating. Look at the people I'm hanging out with. Look at the things that I'm doing. And I've done this. Like, I'm not saying this is a bad thing either. Like, I will never regret 
any of the things I documented in my life because I love going back and revisiting them. If you get stuck in this loop of, okay, you post, people pump you up, you feel good about yourself, you start to feel low, you post, people push you back up, you feel good, you start to go and take on life, you start to feel a dip, you post, people pick you back up, like that is a loop that your brain is creating. And that might not be the actual loop you're on, there's many different loops. It can be single, I'm putting myself out there, I feel really good, I meet a guy, I post, all of these people pump me up, guy thinks I'm cool, ooh, now I'm talking. Him and I start hanging out, things kinda get a little weird. I post, people pick me back up, I don't care where this guy goes at this point. Like. Ugh, I hate even admitting that because that's such an ugly thought, like that's such an ugly process or pathway of the brain, but also I need to take my own judgment out of it. Like why is that ugly? Is that not just human? Is that not just what we all do? We all try and protect ourselves. We all try and pump our own tires and allow ourselves to feel in control when things aren't feeling good. And the awareness of that is very crucial here because of course when you're feeling low, when you're feeling rejected by a guy or a girl or someone you're interested in, when you're feeling not very confident in yourself or like your life is lacking in meaning especially, I think that when we post sometimes, especially deeply, like it's hard to maybe be honest about this because it's very deeply, deeply rooted in there. But there's this instinctual need to feel like, oh, okay, I'm accepted by people. Like, oh, okay, like these people find what I'm doing interesting, so I can find what I'm doing interesting. My friends, family, or even strangers are commenting like how much they love me. Okay, now I can love me. Uh, this person took time out of their day to look at this thing or like my post or watch my stories and see what I was doing. I feel interesting. And oh my heart is pounding right now because it's so true and it's not bad like there's nothing shameful about that we are all feeling those things when we post online like that's there's kind of the smoke and mirrors about it because no one's really talking about it obviously but it's there there's obviously so many other intentions with social media too those aren't the only intentions it's not every single person that's posting is like needing to feel validated by the outside community in a deeply instinctual way. There's also, people are posting to try and lift others up. People are posting to document their lives. People are posting to create just inspirational, motivational content. There are people out there that are sharing like how to grow your own garden, quarantining inside, like especially during what's gone on in the last year. Obviously a lot of us have turned to technology and to social media to stay connected in such weird times and there have been some insanely beautiful things that have blossomed from that and I think that that's really cool. But there's also the dangers, I don't want to use the word danger, but it is in a sense threat. No, I don't want to like trigger anybody right now. This is a threat free zone. Always. The Coase space is always threat free. Okay. Let it be known. That said, there is, let's say the shadowy side of also turning more towards technology and social media is that it's not fully nourishing. It's like, like those dehydrated meals that astronauts eat for a short period of time, for months even. But 
eventually you are going to need like true fruits, veggies, or just like earthly foods. It's not the full meal to go version or the ready in a minute version <laughs> of like human connection. So it's not to say like get rid of it or keep it unless you want to get rid of it and you're clearly enjoying it, but it's just to check it and put up boundaries with it. Treat it like it is a beast, not a bad beast, just a beast. It is a beast. Just like how there's dogs out there that are beasts. Lions are beasts. Doesn't mean that you can't like create a connection between a human and a lion. You just gotta like respect the beast. And so respect the beast that is social media. And when you do that, then you can create boundaries with the beast. I think there's a whole other element to this too that comes with some of the cons of being on social media. And this is something that I myself also experience, which is why I wanna talk about it because I can't be the only one experiencing this, is what to follow. And what is inspirational and aspirational versus what is potentially damaging and potentially just not good for your mental health. First and foremost, I wanna start by saying that I don't think that anybody goes out to post on social media to be bad for other people's mental health. I say this even in my own sense because there's periods of my own life that I find kind of triggering to go back and watch or like look at because I know I had the best of intentions but I also know that I was fighting some like deep shit at that time and I know that there are people that probably have also fought similar things that connected with me during that time and like I love that and in the sense that like I hope that they're still here and they got to see me move through that phase or era of my life and chapter of my life but it's still like even hard for me to go back because I'm like wow if I didn't know this girl I would be so kind of fooled by this identity in a sense that she's putting out there. And that identity at that time was very authentic. Like I was just being myself in that phase and chapter of my life. I had really good intentions, but I was also really hard on myself and being really hard on myself and not like trying to be honest about how hard on myself I was, but without really showing the true depths of it and the true... Honestly, I think I was afraid to be open about what was really going on during those times because at that point, I don't know if other people were, I'm sure they were, but none of the content I was following was saying, hey, like I'm trying really hard or hey, I'm not being very healthy right now or hey, like, you're seeing this tiny little snapshot of my morning, like, I spent three hours editing this and didn't even look up from my phone. Like, none, none of the people I, were, I was following at that point and myself was being honest about those things. And I still think that there's a lot of people out there that aren't being fully honest about it, and it's not even their responsibility to. It's kind of more so, again, it comes back on us to choose and filter what we consume. And yeah, I was being as authentic as I could in those moments, but I was definitely, it like, it. Mm. social media can be dangerous because there can be people who have the best of intentions, like myself, during those phases and during those periods online, but unintentionally be maybe inspiring the wrong things or giving off the wrong message or sending the wrong message. That's more so what I'm trying to say. Like, it sucks. Like, it really sucks because I, in all honesty, 
mask off, if you will. That's also the era of my entire social media presence where I grew the most, and that's what makes me really sad about it because I've had to work through that, obviously, in my own personal spare time because that was another, sh it became another shadow of mine of I wanted to fit into this ghost of me, and oh shit, we're getting emotional on Mask Off Monday. I should have known. <laughs> Um, like that ghost to me really was a ghost like she I was trying really hard to be happy during that time but I was really sad and I was really really broken and I just wanted to be like a light for other people at that point without knowing the consequences of some of the things that I was struggling with Ugh, it just breaks my heart because on one hand it tells me that there's a lot of people out there that obviously identify with that girl with the one who's trying to be perfect, like just trying to be so perfect and that other people buy into the image that she's perfect too. And doing anything to just look perfect and didn't matter how I really felt and how many people like messed with that image of me and like really bonded with that and when I grew out of it or fell and like struggled a bit because you can't hold on to that for a very long time like especially if you want to get real in your life you're gonna have to like face that part that side of you that's like oh god I am not being healthy I'm not loving myself I'm not feeding my brain good things I'm not telling myself very nice things I'm not like I'm just not loving myself and yeah like that once I started loving myself is when people really started to back off and in general I think again if you're just starting fresh on social media you have that ability to just show up and, and be who you are but if you've ever grown or phased or arid through social media you always have your past right there and I'm gonna segue here because I also have felt an urge with social media to erase old parts of me and I think that's also a very common thing we're seeing right now. Like, no jokes aside, like my sister sent me a text the other day and she was like, oh my God, like explain to me, like how do you delete tweets? And I was like, dude, I gave up and I just deleted Twitter. Twitter also started to become just a little like toxic for me because I originated on Twitter. That was the first social media I ever had, which actually low-key thinking about that right now is kind of sad because it was just like this happy tunnel for me in the darkest periods of my teen life. Like I was in the Twitter fandom wormhole, alias Twitter that was PMS problems in high school and I used to like tweet PMS problems and I remember it hit like, I think maybe 500 followers and I was like freaking out. Like I loved Twitter. I loved Twitter because I didn't see faces. It was all just people's thoughts and I was just like, yes. And I liked being inside people's brains, but Twitter, Twitter just became this place where again, I felt like every time I went on there, I was just needing this validation again. It was like, I would notice if my follower count went up or down or how many people liked or favorited my tweet and it no longer felt like this place I was just dumping my thoughts anymore it felt like this place that again I was showing up and like trying to sound or do interesting things no that's a lie too because I was honestly again just posting things that inspired me but it, it affected me more than I wanted to admit when people didn't like mesh with the vibe I was putting out and so I was just like I just can't and then 
things just got really weird with Twitter in 2020 in terms of all the global stuff and Twitter just became super political and I, I had to back off. I'm not the kind of person that can contribute to these types of conversations. Like I, I'm a very, I love a good debate, but I like a respectable debate where it's like we all see all sides and like we can talk about the pros and cons of each sides of everything. And I, I think that everything just became so political and I was just like, Rah! the energy here is hostile. I'm going to go, which, I actually am gonna pause for a quick second, wash off this face mask, and then we can finish our chat. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. And we're back. 10 out of 10. For this mask, I will say. 2018 came to an end and I felt that urge. I, I decided to embark on the journey of just really healing myself and kind of being honest with myself. And it was a much longer journey than I thought it was going to be. Like, I'm gonna feel healed in like four weeks, like four to 12 weeks of therapy and I'll be good. I'm still seeing my therapist and not because I think like, I just think healing is, an, is a kind of a lifetime journey. Yeah, I had way more growing to do than I thought and I at that point I remember just thinking like I don't identify with this version of myself anymore like I don't identify with this girl like my life had changed so much in a year and I felt in a sense like I was letting myself down by admitting defeat by admitting even just to my therapist like how I was really feeling how bottled up all of my emotions had become by that point and to start unpacking it all the way back to when I was little. And that was an emotional journey. Of course, we're talking about social media and somehow it spins into unpacking your childhood traumas, but I'm really passionate about sharing that, I guess, because I think that's actually a journey that anybody that's a human being will inevitably at some point like have to face is that not all of us, most of us actually went through some sort of childhood thing that directed or created a part of ourselves or a piece of ourselves in adulthood that we might need to go back, revisit, 
and not even heal, but just maybe rediscover, like, I don't know, just paint your canvas in. A complicated thing to really encompass in one sentence. But I deleted so many of my old videos. I didn't delete them, I took them down. I just took them all down. I didn't want people to watch them anymore. I was also really angry at that time because I was leaving a network that I, I was with and like, things, I just felt really used and really confused and really lost and felt like I was kind of taking it in on my own, which I really, I was in a sense, but at that point I was also giving my power away by not realizing I had always been going out on my own with this job and I was just so scared and so desperate for a sense of control, especially as I was giving up a very unhealthy sense of control that I had in my life with an eating disorder and so I was just like, okay, I just need to, I just need a full clean slate. Like I just need to like delete my existence and start over, which you can't do when your job is literally because people have followed your existence up until that point. And people were obviously like, what is going on? Is she okay? <laughs> and like, obviously I was okay, but I was just going through it. Like we all go through it. And at that point I felt liberated by the idea of just deleting my existence. And I, at the time, didn't feel bad about it. I felt empowered. But looking back now, I'm like, you can't just do that. Like, I think globally, like the global consciousness is awakening in the sense that we are no longer falling for the same shit we used to fall for. Like, we're starting to learn and unpack things like systemic racism and all of the threats that are coming to our environment and our world. And if, you know, if you want to have kids, like what kind of world are we leaving for these children and like the growth of social media and... Elon Musk. I think we're all more aware than we used to be about stupid and ignorant things or how truly just mindless we all were before. All of us are looking back on ourselves and giving ourselves a good look and looking at our mistakes and the things that we maybe have done wrong or even just like the more, I hate this word so much, but how we look back on even like three years ago and we're like, oh my God, that was so cringy. Like I followed this trend and that was cringy. Like, can we take cringy out of our dictionary? Because I feel like that is the rudest thing to like say about yourself or other people, that they are so disgusting or disturbing to you that your body physically cringes. Like, that's so mean. And even just to yourself, that's really mean. And I've done that. Like I always look back at myself and I'm like, oh, cringe. But then I'm like, I don't even like that I do that to myself, so can we all just stop doing that to ourselves? Even just this week, like I went back through my Instagram this week, I archived a lot of photos and I was just ready to kind of just organize, simplify. Like I guess what I'm saying is there's nothing wrong with deleting your history, but also we have to know where we came from. Can we make space for growth? The other thing that I don't love about social media sometimes is that we really are trying to just put out one identity when we never have one identity. Of course we're us, but we go through our lives and we, we shift, we change, we grow, and there's beauty in that. And I think that we're undervaluing that growth. We're undervaluing where we came from. And especially right now, because obviously a lot of the places we came from weren't great. We've come from very ignorant times and mindless times, but also very beautiful times and times where we still had good times, you know? Like I, I it kind of makes me sad to think that we're all in such a rush to really kind of dehumanize ourselves by being like, this is me and this is the only me that ever was and ever will be and that you can never know. And again, when you sign up for social media, that choice really is yours. So again, it all just boils down to what you follow. 
Anyway, this is all to say that I learned a lot from that experience of feeling like I wanted to erase these old versions of me because I didn't feel like that that was who I was anymore. Even if it doesn't feel valuable now, it's always going to be valuable in the future. Like we can't take that time back, we can't erase it, we can't change it. We can only learn from it and there were still good times even amidst maybe the bad times of those times or like what we now call to be cringy. There were still good times, there were good things there. All of that to say that I think it's truly all about awareness and balance and I'm still finding that balance myself and there's that obviously that extra element where posting to social media and being on social media is also my job and I love it and I love communicating with you guys. I love that we sit here and have these deep ass conversations and that there's just this community of people that all just gel and vibe really well and all kind of have that same just I'm here for you energy like let's all just rise up together and we're all these big hearts that might just be feeling a little lonely and want to feel that it's okay to kind of go out on your own and I feel like I kind of just took the torch with that and was like I got us guys even though you know just like in if you watch the Until Dawn series like I've got us but like I'm freaking out <laughs> like that's pretty much been my internet experience summed up in a sentence like got us guys like let me lead the way and then turning around and just pure anxiety face as I go and trying to learn for myself and then turn around and be like here's what I've learned in case any of you might benefit from this but there was also a hundred percent like don't get me wrong there was also always a piece of validation in that too like there was so so much of who I used to be that needed that validation that came from uh, like a history of bullying which in a way I do think that a, a lot of us have come from bullying in one sense or another for me like <laughs> I love and I will always love and I'm really glad that I've, I've gone through this work and I I've created and made this new foundation with myself with social media that does feel more balanced and I'm still learning more and more each day like I come back online like it's if you're if you're paying attention which god knows you probably aren't like nobody actually cares but I've been like easing into coming back online slowly but surely but it's because it's like now that I, I had to go offline to check myself literally like Sophie said the whole idea of like worrying about pictures and what people think of me and portraying an identity like that definitely was messing with my mind messing with my energy and messing with just what I really was doing with this platform and both my platforms to begin with being able to know that you don't need other people to validate who you are, that you are already validated as you are and for who you are and were validated by just existing, by coming to this earth. And if you grew up with a history of not feeling very validated or were bullied or just kind of felt like, uh, like no one really understood you or maybe you were just suffering and no one really knew and then you found this place that made you feel accepted and loved then you're gonna form an attachment there and it's interesting to analyze and it's not as rare as you think like if I if you feel called out by me saying that let me tell you that was my experience and it's actually the experience of a lot of people's social media is an attachment gets formed there because it does fill that need of people accept me for who I am and we live in a time where as much as we get that through social media, we're actually really starving for it in our personal physical lives where we might have small circles and groups that make us feel accepted for who we are, but we're still like, as human beings, we're missing that really, really deep need for tribes, for groups like of people where 
you could like leave your kid behind with so-and-so and they're gonna treat it like it's their kid or some are off building huts for the communities while others are building the fire and others are prepping the dinner and there is a sense of that that is missing that is really minimized in our lives and it's become much more norm to live in these households rather than in these communities and so we've turned online for these communities but that awareness is very key because if you're aware of that, then you can allow it to give you just as much as you need without relying on it. And you can still focus on building a sense of physical community too. Moral of the story, put up boundaries with social media. What I mean by that even is like have turn off times. Like after six, I'm off. I'm not turning on Instagram. And when I do catch myself doing it, I instantly just like swipe and like gone. Become aware of your general feeling behind or when you're using social media. And the only way you can really do this is just next time you're on social media, try and remember to ask yourself or just remember, just like put this into your subconscious right now that the next time you're on social media, you'll just have a little moment and be like, how am I feeling right now? And the next few times you're on social media, just ask yourself that. Like as you're scrolling or posting, how am I feeling right now? You can tweak that. It's not permanent. It's not a diagnosis that you're always gonna feel that way when you're on social media. For instance, my answer when I did that was anxious. And so I started to really skew what I was following, what I was seeing, how I was communicating, and what I was posting, and spent a ton of time offline this winter. And like if I caught myself feeling anxious, instead of trying to fix it in that moment, I truly just turned off and went offline and just stopped doing, stopped posting, stopped all of it. Like I, I have so many stories and photos banked from the winter that I wanted to post, but then just like felt so anxious and just couldn't. And so that's fine. Like uh, maybe I'll post them eventually, maybe not. Maybe it'll just be part of my own like phone history that'll remind me in two years and I'll be like, oh yeah, that happened. And notice what you're seeing or doing when you have that feeling because those are the how, that's how you're gonna skew the control panels to feel a different way. You know, you can follow other people or post different things and you'll start to like feel different with social media. Social media is just a tool. It's not a personified thing. So it's not good or bad. It's all about how you use it. And three, don't be afraid to just unmask yourself. Am I allowed to make this chat that symbolic that we're gonna pretend that I planned for that to happen? I'm in the process, I, I would say, like it's just not very intentional process, but if I zoom out and look at what I'm doing right now with my job and with social media and even just having this chat today, like I'm in the process of getting better at unmasking myself online. Not that I think anybody's wearing a mask, but we're definitely showing up as our public selves. And honestly, this is what I wear when I film. I'm wearing a giant tie-dye sweater and some shorts. My hair is in a ponytail that I brushed this morning, didn't shower today. There's probably still mud mask all over my face and I'm gonna go the rest of the day like this until I leave for dinner. And then even then, I'll probably put pants on, but I, I won't put a face on. Cause I mean, who I'm seeing, like whether I was going to see my sister or anyone for that matter, like I'm just trying to be more mask off in real life and in social media life. Be yourself, like just show up as you are and screw what people think or say. I even understand if you're like a business or a blogger or anyone that's trying to become an influencer or whatever and you're like trying to figure out this like algorithm, like can we just like, I mean this is not good business advice at all so don't take it as business advice but take it as like happiness advice. Can we just like say fuck the algorithm? Do what makes us happy, like that's the content that I 
love to see. And yes, there is the truth of an algorithm that is choosing what I see, and it is hard to fully comprehend and wrap your head around it, especially when it's changing all the freaking time. But ultimately, like, I still get to choose who I follow, what I like, what I do, and what I post. And so I just want to make that fun again. I want to make that, like, the point to not be what we think people want us to be. And, like, there's so much more I could say here, but I'm going to leave it with that and leave it with those three things. So I love not having a script because I do feel like I get into these flows with you guys a bit better where I'm like, ooh, I'm on to something and I just need to say this. But I also don't like having a script because once I complete that thought, I'm like, did I leave any other open thoughts? I hope you guys enjoyed today's Mask Off Monday. I keep doing this like little hand flick with this mask off thing, but I'm loving it. I don't know why. This feels like such a vibe. I, I definitely enjoyed just speaking off the cuff with you guys today. New favorite saying. So let me know if you enjoyed it by supporting the show, thumbsing up, following, hitting the notification bell if you want to know when the next chat is, and if you guys have any topics for future Mask Off Mondays where I just speak without a script or something that I wouldn't have to research, then let me know. And aside from that, I love you guys all the way to Pluto and back. If you're wondering what sticker I put on myself today, it says self-love is an action and it's time to act. So take that as you will and I will see all of you guys in the next Coffee Talk. Bye guys. love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 